Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Thank you for joining episode three of Leaving Nowhere. Working on this podcast has been more inspiring and motivational than I can even begin to express. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I would encourage you to listen to episode one as it explains the foundation of the 10 principles for leaving nowhere. As I shared previously, they are self-worth, vision, self-awareness, direction, values, choice, consequence, education, connection, and transition. In episode two, we explore how health and fitness coach Brittany Bree is living courageously to dream big, run her own business, and give back to the world through self-worth, vision, and her life choices. Truly a story you will not want to miss. In today's episode, we're going to do a deeper dive on how the 10 principles for leaving nowhere are impacted by the decisions that we make. Our decisions are the makeup of our choices, consequences, and ultimately our direction. As noted in the 10 guiding principles for leaving nowhere, We need to be courageous and set aside our fear in order to make decisions that support what matters most to us in our lives. To start us off, I want to share my notion that at some point in time in your life, you'll find yourself at a crossroad, or perhaps several crossroads, where making a decision will impact both your happiness and your success. For me, it was in fall of 2018. I found myself standing in the center of what was my life's greatest crossroad. As I paced the hallways of the intensive care unit where my daughter had been on life support for three days, I prayed for her to be given another chance. It's hard for me to talk about this situation. Seeing my daughter's life slipping away and not having any control or choice was devastating. What was only a few days felt like an entire lifetime. I was scared to leave her side as that might have been the one moment that I would have left with her. I vowed to be there every step of her recovery if she was given the opportunity to live through what appeared to be a suicide attempt. While our relationship had changed through her six-year battle with addiction, I knew if she had any chance for sobriety, she would need a strong support system. By the grace of God, on the morning of the fourth day, she pulled through. Now it was time to begin the transition that would allow me to support her in the way that I had promised. I was asking myself questions like, how would I convince her to let me in? How would making my family a priority impact my life as I knew it? As I knew this transition would not only include telling my husband that I needed to relocate, but could potentially mean changes in my job. I've been at other pivotal moments in my life. However, this time was different. This time, it was about trying to save my daughter's life. It was about being there for her children as well as being closer to home to support my father. This decision also came at a time where I'd never been more grounded in my home life, my relationship, or my career. I'm certain that you, those that are listening, have found yourself in a similar place at some point in time in your life. 
a place where you're moving along in what appears to be a positive direction, and then something happens that derails your position, or in this case, derails everything. Navigating through this type of situation requires a multitude of considerations. Some could be monetary, some logistical, or others that require emotional or physical commitment. Nonetheless, they cause you to reconsider where you are and how you'll proceed. Brene Brown, the author of Rising Strong, notes in her book, the goal of the process is to rise from the falls, overcome our mistakes, and face hurt in a way that brings more wisdom and wholeheartedness into our lives. In this situation with my daughter, I had to own where we were in our relationship prior to the incident. I also had to accept that regardless of the sacrifices I would have to make to help her, it would reinforce that my family is truly at the core of my values and priorities. This also left me feeling a little confused as I wasn't sure was this the fall or was it the rise? It would take me about a year to fully understand the impact. Through the process of this decision, I realized many other valuable things about myself. It was certainly an internal wake-up call to validating if my daily efforts were moving me in the right direction. So I would ask, are you at a crossroad? How will you decide which direction will move you closer to where you want to be in life when you are? It's important to note that you don't have to be in a state of crisis to make a change. At any point in time in your life, you can reconsider your choices and reassess your direction. On the topic of decision-making, I would like to share a few key steps to consider. I have found that these steps are value-added regardless of the scale of your decision. These are also the steps I had to process in order to make a quality decision around moving and what my next steps would be to support my family. First, you need to identify the decision. Try to clearly define the nature of the decision you must make. Be specific. Clarity is key. In my situation, this was twofold. The decision to move home was clear. However, the decision that would have to be made for my professional life was not. Second, you need to gather information. This step requires both internal and external work. You'll need to do an internal assessment. An example of this would be completing a pros and cons list. External work would include research that may involve other people or resources. In this step, I had to ask, what if my job wouldn't allow me to move? Was I prepared to make a career change at the same time I was trying to help my daughter? How would this impact our financial well-being? I had a lot of topics for my pros and cons list. Next, I had to identify alternatives. There may be several possible paths of action. This is another good topic to list out. I literally had to weigh out the buying and selling of our current home and how a potential job change could impact our ability to financially help with rehab or future treatment. I also had to consider timing. How long could my husband and I live apart in order for me to be present during this critical time with my daughter? Then I had to weigh out my options. This is a step where you draw on your information and emotions to imagine what it would be like if you carried out each one of the alternatives to the end. It is also helpful to put your alternatives in a priority order based on your own values and priorities. Once we had a more complete list, it made it easier to move through the visualization of each item we had noted. This also moved a few of the considered options to the top of our list, such as minimizing the time we were going to be apart in order to properly support each other. The fifth step is where we needed to choose among the alternatives. 
Once you've weighed out all of your options, you're ready to select the alternative that seems to be the best one for you. The conclusion of our assessment was to tell my work that we had decided to relocate first. This would help us to understand if keeping my current job was even an option. We also decided that living apart would not be a quality decision for our situation at the time. This would also mean looking for a place to live in our new location and making it a priority. Again, we kept working through the cycle to adjust each decision as we progressed. The next step is taking action. This is where we were ready to take some positive action by beginning to implement the alternatives we chose. By the time we had worked through the first steps, taking action wasn't nearly as scary. We were also prepared with alternatives to lean on in the event that something changed our course. The seventh and final step, reassess your decision. This is where you'll wanna check in throughout the process. If the decision has not met the identified need, you may want to reconsider your steps or gather additional information. Here is where it's important to note that you may have to work through each step more than once to address each critical decision along the way. For us, timing became a huge determining factor in all of the decisions that we were trying to make during this very specific time. We had to trust that we were working through the emotional and tactical steps to get us where we ideally needed to be. As I shared, making the decision to move home would impact all aspects of my life. It meant the selling and buying of a home, a change in jobs for my husband, and the shift in my career path. Making thoughtful decisions would be critical to the outcome of the choice we had made. We also needed to be mindful of how we transitioned emotionally and literally. Please note that while this is a productive process, there is not a perfect formula for making quality decisions. It really is a test and learn process. The good news is you can always make a different decision as you learn. Reflecting on the decisions we made during this time, I can wholeheartedly say that moving home is one of the best decisions I've ever made. My daughter has been sober for almost two years. My granddaughters have their mother and their grandmother back, and my father has the support system. We also love our new home, and my career is flourishing. Another crossroad I'd like to talk about is my decision to expand my influence. This is a decision that impacted more of my day-to-day activity versus my entire life. It is also a good example of how you may have to shift your priorities as it relates to attaining your aspirations or your goals. My work schedules always limited my free time, including my time on social media. So when I made the decision to engage people through this medium, I had to make some significant changes to my daily schedule. Completely redefining my routine would not be an easy change. To be honest, it's been pretty clunky. My learning curve on technology has been straight up and I'm pretty sick of looking at myself. Yes, a piece of putting myself out there that I didn't expect. In order to build trust with my followers, I needed to let them see me and I needed it to be consistent. Consistency meant allowing people to see the good, the bad, and some days the downright ugly. Nonetheless, reinventing my schedule has put me in a place of checking in on my intentions and clarifying my direction regularly. This transition has definitely not been as graceful as I'd hoped. So why make a change? Why stretch myself into a new routine or need to change my time commitments? It's simple. 
One of my other core values is educating others. I realized at the beginning of the year that social media would allow me to gain quicker access and ultimately save me time in reaching more people. Again, a decision that has caused me to pause and reconsider my alternatives. Making decisions that impact the things that you value should not be made in haste. As I shared, I consistently have to check in with my purpose, my goals, and most importantly, the alignment that they both have to my values and direction. Otherwise, I can get myself into a cycle that doesn't get me any closer to my desired outcome and can make me spin out due to the emotional conflict it can cause. Being a person that naturally moves into action, I have to ensure that life occurrences or my desire to serve others doesn't get in the way of making choices or maintaining my direction. So this leads me to my final question for you today. Are you letting life drive your direction or are you choosing your path? I encourage you to list out your values, your short-term and long-term goals, along with any other purpose-oriented objectives you have in your life. Do a self-check to confirm if they complement each other versus compete with each other. If you find that they're competing, you'll need to adjust your approach. This is also a good time to reassess your alternatives as I spoke about earlier. In summary, your choices need to be supported by good decision-making. Good decision-making will lead to clarity around your direction and having direction will assist you in transitioning with grace. Making quality decisions is a topic that I could talk about for hours. Understanding choice and consequence are essential for getting you where you want to go. I encourage you to be courageous in your decision-making and remember that it is a learning process and the learning process is not always going to be easy. For additional resources on decision-making, I recommend the following books. The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman and Critical Thinking by Jennifer Wilson. Both great points of view on making effective decisions. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share with you my lessons learned around great decision-making in today's episode. I also want to invite you back for episode four to hear about the amazing journey of my dear friend, Jason Jones, an executive turned filmmaker. His story is inspiring and emphasizes how self-awareness, education, and values are the key to unlocking your professional happiness. I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of Leaving Nowhere, where all roads really do lead to success. Until then, stop by and sign up for my monthly newsletter at CandiceWilly.com or follow me at CandiceWilly on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.